Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vo'eira. Parshas Vo'eira is an especially exciting parsha. We have the first of the seven makos, plagues, that Hashem brings upon the Egyptians, which is on the one hand, the purpose of the makos, of the plagues were punitive to punish Mitzrayim, but at the same time, the purpose of the Makos was to be educational, to teach the Jewish people that Kiani Hashem, that there is a God, that there is a God, that there is a God literally in the midst of the land, and that they should realize, as we shall see, in a moment, the very special relationship that Hashem has with the Jewish people. I'd like to focus this morning on the opening pasuk of the parsha. It begins by Daber Elokim El Moshe. God speaks to Moshe. love, and he says to him, Ani Hashem. Now, you take note of the pasuk that there are two different names of Hashem found in the parsha. It begins with Elohim and it ends with Ani Hashem. And clearly this begs our attention. And the idea, first let's take a peek at Rashi. That Rashi tells us that there is a very powerful concept. According to Rashi, we are continuing Hashem's rebuke from uh, last week when Moshe complains to God and says, Why have you done bad? So Hashem basically says to Moshe, with an ayin. Now you will see. Now you will see the um, victory, what we will do to Mitzrayim. But you will not see you're being punished. You will not go into the land of Israel and see what God will do to the seven nations, the 31 kings. Clearly, this was for Moshe, a lack of faith on his part. True, it looked the things, and true, they were bad. In reality, the fact that they were not being supplied straw by the Egyptians made their life much more backbreaking and miserable because they had to produce the same quota and first gather the straw themselves. But Moshe, who was assured by God that there would be an, an exodus, Moshe should have had greater faith in God. So now, Vayedaber Elohim is basically saying that whereas the Avos, the Avos, did not see God complete his word to them, and they didn't question, you, Moshe, should recognize that I, who am Elohim, the God of justice, I am also, or the God of nature, I am also Ani Hashem, the God of Rachamim, 
and as we shall see in a moment, the God that supersedes and suspends nature. So we have in the very first Pasuk two different usages of God's name. The Ramban says that what is happening in the first verse is that we have a transition from what took place in the book of Bereshis to what took place in the book of Shmos. In the book of Bereshis, God performed many miracles, but all the miracles in the book of Bereshis were within the realm of the natural. They were in the realm of nature, Elohim. Avram Avinu goes to war against the four major world powers, and the Torah tells us he has 318 men. Now, clearly, they were outnumbered with a capital O. However, the victory was done within the natural way. They went to war. And Avram Avinu is 100 years old, and Sarah is 90, which is clearly a miracle. But it's within the natural that they do have a child. And so it is that when God uh, blesses Yitzchak, and uh, Yitzchak plants in, uh, who want, Yitzchak who wanted to leave the land of Israel, and Hashem says, no, you stay. And so even though there's a year of famine, Yitzchok plants, and he gets a hundredfold. Of course, that's a miracle, but again, it's within the natural, namely that it grows from the ground. All of a sudden, what's going to happen, starting in this week's parsha with the first of the ten, first seven of the ten plagues, and then the splitting of the Red Sea, we have what is known as Lumalo Menateva. And this is how the Ramban understands by the Ber Elohim, God, the name of Elohim, which is God of nature, is saying to Moshe, Ani Hashem, I am the same God, and now you're going to see that there's going to be supernatural uh, activities, supernatural miracles that are going to happen to the Jewish people. So I want to now call your attention we have in this very first paragraph of Parshas Vo'era, you have the Dalid Lishonos of Geula, the four expressions of redemption, Vo'otsesi, Vitsalti, Vigo'alti, Vilokarti. These are the four steps, stages in the redemptive process to the Jewish people, for which the Rishalmi tells us that we drink the four cups of wine and toast Hashem for his fulfillment of these four stages in our redemption. Take note, says the Malbim, a very powerful Malbim, and that is that within this paragraph, the term Ani Hashem, after the first usage of the term, and in fact, probably gives us four for the four stages, but the Malbim says, take note, that you find three major events of Jewish history, each of them accompanied by Ani Hashem. Namely, when right before Votsesi, beginning the four expressions, Ani Hashem. Why? Because the exodus from Egypt 
was accompanied by supernatural events. The second time that you have Ani Hashem is with Vilokachti Eschem Lila'am. I will take you to me as a people, and that took place at Sinai. At Sinai as well, we had the miraculous revelation that God literally spoke to not only a prophet, but he spoke to the entire Jewish nation. The entire Jewish nation experienced prophecy at that moment. And it wasn't simply prophecy. It was the prophecy of the level of Moshe Rabbeinu. Because all the other prophets, as were taught in Parshas Baaloscha, experienced prophecy in their sleep through a vision. Here, the people were awake at the time. There's no question that this is miraculous. Therefore, it's accompanied in Pasuk 7 by its Andi Hashem, just as the Otsesi, which is in Pasuk 6, is accompanied by Andi Hashem. And finally, in Pasuk 8, so it's 6, 7, and 8, in Pasuk 8, you have Veivesi Eschem I'm going to bring you into the land, meaning coming into the land of Canaan, the land of Israel, and there too, Ani Hashem, you have God's name, because that too was done miraculously. Somehow, in West Point, they don't teach the soldiers that you encircle, you walk around a city once, and on the seventh day, you walk around it seven times, and again, make sure the seventh day is Shabbos, which is what it was by Yericho, and then the walls are going to come tumbling down, and then you're going to be victorious, and you're not going to lose a man. This was clearly miraculous. So, from the get-go of Parshas Vaera, we are introduced to the new dimension of the Malamarateva, the concept of literally supernatural miracles. But I'd like to take this one step beyond, and that is the altar of Slobodka points out that these supernatural miracles were not only done to the Jewish people as a people, but they were done to each individual Jew at that time. Allow me to explain. Let's take the first plague of blood. If I had an, a Jewish young man and an Egyptian young man drinking water from the same cup, one from one straw, one from the other straw, and at that moment the plague of blood struck. The Egyptian, forgive me, spit out the blood from his mouth. And from that same cup of water, the Jewish individual is drinking water. It's not simply a miracle which is being done for the Jewish people, Bechlau, in general, but it's a specific miracle that God literally <coughs> performed for each and every member of the Jewish people, that personalized miracle. That was true as far as the Exodus was concerned. Now we go to Sinai. 
The Yalkut Shemoni, the Midrash, teaches that at Sinai, it's not simply that they experienced revelation, but they experienced a personal revelation, meaning just as the Mun, the manna which came down from heaven, which nourished them for 40 years, tasted differently for the elderly, tasted differently for the more mature, middle-aged, and tasted differently for the young, so too at Sinai, it was as if they had headphones and each person understood the Ten Commandments differently. So it was a personal revelation, not just a communal revelation for the people. And finally, when it came into Eretz Yisrael, it wasn't just, again, that the Jewish nation defeated their enemies, but the division of the land of Israel, so that each one would be completely happy with their individual lot and piece of property in the land of Israel. There was a lottery, which each tribe had uh, confirmed by the Urim Vitumim, the breastplate of the Kohen Gadol, which substantiated that this tribe was to be here and this tribe was to be there and within the tribe itself. So they were able to see literally God's direction, personal direction, personal involvement in their life. What we have to take away from the Parsha of the Makos is that not just that God has a relationship with the Jewish people, but with each and every one of us. There's a personalized sunrise. It's not that the sun rises for everybody, and we say every morning, thank you. Thank you, God, for he who illuminates the land, and those that dwell upon it. No, each one of us receives a personal sunrise. Hashem causes the sun to rise for us. And if, unfortunately, we're not worthy of it, He has His ways of showing us that. And so, therefore, it is that each and every morning, the many brachos that we say, thank you, Hashem, for pokeach ivrim and giving us our eyesight and giving us our locomotion and giving us and giving us whatever he gives us our intelligence we should not take this for granted so just as over 3500 years ago there was a personal relationship demonstrated by our Torah for each and every one of us so too in this parsha replete with hakoras hatov we have to recognize the very personal relationship that Hashem has with each and every one of us. Wow. Shabbat Shalom to all.